Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. Dark Horse Live. Uh, episode 91. There you go. So 91. Tonight on this program, we have D.O. Farms. And uh, yeah, but before we do that, let's go to the old close-up cam. Because it's not the price is right. <laughs> but, all right, Caesar, it's melting away. Look at it dripping. It's fine. It's burning the threes away. Right, quickly. Get your ass over here and burn these shits, blow these shits out. All right, sing it's happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday sing to happy Caesar, birthday. everybody. It was yesterday. This can't fucking shits. Yeah. There you go. Hey. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Caesar, you're fucking a year older. You feel you're, you're smarter? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I feel much smarter. I'm the, I'm the Jesus age. I'm the God age right now. What the fuck does that mean? Jesus died at age 33. So you're the Jesus age? Yeah, I'm the Jesus age right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you've never heard that. So one of these? They can see one genuine, perfect person. That's definitely me. That's yeah, definitely you that's today. That's definitely me today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the sub. I heart your mom. All right, everybody on the program. Uh, let's do first. I have a quick announcement. If you're in New Mexico... New Mexico. I should be more prepared than this. Here you go. New Mexico. New Mexico Growers Cup this Saturday, May 7th. It's in like La Luz. I don't know where the fuck that is. Southern New Mexico. But uh, yeah, BK is going to go down there and run a booth. So he'll have some beans. So go see BK. If you're in New Mexico, a newly wrecked state, go on down to uh, see BK. New Mexico Growers Cup. I'm sure he'll report back and tell me how, how it was. It's, a, it's the fourth annual. It's a small one. It's out by the White Sands Missile Range. So maybe there's some weird shit you're going to see. I don't know. Isn't that where they tested nukes? And there's aliens and all kinds of weird <coughs> shit? I thought that was Roswell. It is Roswell, but there's also weird shit at White Sands. But either way, go down there on Saturday if you're anywhere near it. Check it out. All right. Let's do... Uh, last week on the show, we didn't talk about the winner's... The free shit winners. So I want to do that real fast. Last week's winners. So, oops. It's a little loud with the tunes. Okay, last week we didn't announce anybody. So this is, last week was, um, the actual winner from last week was JR7NYC. JR7NYC won the Night Owl prize pack. And then the show before that, which was the show after the 420 show, we did the name that tunes and shit. Chugmon Grows won, Blaze M won, Kevin O won, and uh, Stonia Like Bologna <laughs> won the Night Owl bundle in the Grower's Choice hat. Those guys should have that shit, like today or tomorrow, because it's out. And then JRC7NYC, yours goes out today. So congratulations on winning your shit. Sorry we didn't shut you out last week, but we fucked that up. But we might as well take it right over to free shit. This week on the show for free... I'm going to keep digging in the Night Owl bundle. It's been a Night Owl theme around here lately. But let's go with strawberry milk and cookies. 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 Is that a word of Q? Cookies. Strawberry milk and cookies. All right, these are Femme Autos. Femme Autos, if you want some Femme Autos, Night Owl in your life, shout out Daz. 
Uh, go ahead and send an email to darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com. And uh, in the subject line, write, happy birthday, Caesar. And what number do you want him to pick? 33. 33. That's a fast one, so that'll probably go here in the next 5, 10 minutes. Get on it. Get your typing fingers on it. All right, good luck, everybody. Last little bit of housekeeping, Grower's Choice. We want to shout out Grower's Choice real quick. I keep forgetting to shout them out as a sponsor of the program, but they sponsored us heavy. And basically what I want to say is if you're a commercial facility listening to this podcast or watching this, you guys should really go check out Grower's Choice. They're willing to give you 40 light minimum to do this, but if you have over 40 lights, they will trade out every light in your facility, let you run them for two runs. And if you like them, you can keep them and pay for them. If not, you give them back, and it costs nothing the entire time to try them out. So that's a crazy deal from Grower's Choice. We thank Grower's Choice for sponsoring the show. And, yeah, if you're just a home grower, go check them out at your retail grow shop. I'm really liking the LEDs. You got anything to say about the LEDs, Caesar? I'll bring you in. Uh, yeah, LEDs are pretty cool. If anything, I don't have as much grow experience as you do, but being able to uh, control it down to the exact percentage from 15 all the way up to 100 is pretty cool. If anything, right now, I've been uh, increasing it 1% every day up until I get to 100 and then keep there for a while, dial it back. Uh, just play around with it, but the LEDs right now, it's pretty cool. Uh, it doesn't give off much heat. You could, pr- you could pretty much keep the plants a little closer to the light without them burning or bleaching. Uh, I haven't noticed anything. I haven't noticed any negatives about the LEDs so far, but I like them so far. Well, excuse me I if tra- that's not a. No, I'm laughing at myself. I tried the entire time you were talking to get you to come on camera, and I couldn't figure it out. That's but fine. Here's a birthday cake that's half melted. <laughs> if you'd like a birthday cake picture, live shot. All right. Anyway, um, let's go to Th Caesar's strain of the week. If you could get me in this one, let's see. All right. Your picture's not here, but... No, no camera, but my f- camera's there, but it's cool. So this one's that Zazat. So uh, this one is going to be GMO to Zots. For everybody that's asking what the hell is Zots, Zots is going to be Skittles to Gelati King Louie. So Canarado gave me these seeds a while back. I decided to pheno hunt them. He never released them, so I was like, even more of a reason to grow them because no one else has them. So growing them out. They all definitely were washers. They are def- they're definitely yielders. This one was the one that washed the most. This one was the one that had the most resin content. Uh, yielded less than the number two. The number two had more nug weight. This one had more resin content. Uh, the turp profile is going to be like a lime, sherbet, OG, GMO, kind of garlicky, margarita kind of thing. It's very interesting, but it's pretty much like a musky, funky, cushy, lime kind of turp profile very unique very different if you're into stuff like that definitely get this uh we don't have the best setup for growing for washing because we pretty much do yields for flour but this one did pretty high for uh the setup that we have right now but if we were to dial it in specifically for washing and all that stuff like that we'd definitely be able to get it uh pretty high but this one i believe pressed around like Four point something. If anything, it could have definitely been higher if we would have dialed it in more. But that was the first run from seed. But if anything, this one's definitely going to be a very unique terpene profile. Number two, that one's the one that I released more. That was the bigger yielder. This one I haven't released yet much. I'll release it in the future after we kind of do some work with it. But if you're looking forward to, if you're looking forward to different uh, unique terpene profiles, I would definitely check this out if you ever get a chance. Did you say the breeder? 
This one is Canarado. That's what I thought. It's a Rado strain. Yes, sir. So, yeah. And you obviously you can't get these anymore unless you know somebody with a vault. No, you can't get these at all. I don't think he released them. He hasn't put them out on the site. If anything, uh, he has a bunch of Zots crosses available. This one wasn't one that made it up there. Uh, even the ones that did sell out, he does leave them on the site as sold out. This one doesn't even look like it was listed, so doesn't look like he released this. Word. If you want to get it, it's only through me. And if you want to get the cut right now, we got the number two at thecbazaar.com slash premium. Become a premium member, and I'll be able to uh, get you those as soon as possible. All right. Um, yeah, I think we're going to go to the interview now, and we'll check out. I appreciate uh, D.O. Farms for coming on. Well, yeah, let's check out the interview with uh, D.O. Farms this week, everybody. All right, everybody. We are here with uh, D.O. Farms. Um, thanks for coming on the show, bro. I appreciate you coming on. It's good, bro. It's popping. Uh, fucking everything's good today. <laughs> Caesar's, Caesar's birthday yesterday, so we're semi-celebrating oh, Caesar's birthday today. Happy birthday, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right on. Well, um, if uh, if you would, give us a little bit of a rundown for the audience, um, who you are, maybe a little bit about your youth, kind of where you're from. Tell us as much or as little as you want about your where you're from and kind of who you are. Uh, I'm from Oakland, California, like East Oakland. Uh, but that's where I got like the company name from, Deep East. Like Deep East is the area between like the 70s and the 100s. Yeah, okay. that's like where it all originated it. So uh, Deep East has to do with like the streets in Oakland? Yeah, so the Deep is like between the 70s to the 100s. So okay. the seventies, eighties, nineties, and the hundreds is all considered like the deep. Okay. See, I, didn't, I had no idea. I did not know this. I don't know shit about Oakland. Yeah, bro. A lot of people like once you get outside of California, like you know, they don't know. That's how it works like, <laughs> on hella different levels. Well, tell us what it was like growing up in Oakland, and like the first time you smoked cannabis. Do you recall uh, your introduction to cannabis? Yeah, the first time I smoked it was like summertime, seventh grade. That's about what I remember. And bro, someone asked me, everyone always asks me what's the first kind of weed I smoked. And it's like, bro, back when you were that little, like you just get whatever you get your hands <laughs> on, but you don't even ask for like a name or any of that shit. So I just smoked some weed, bro. Was it and, swag? Bro. Like, did you start on shitty ass weed or did you kind of get good, like, sensey weed from the start? Yeah, I mean, to me, it was decent, bro. I didn't really have any context to base it on for sure uh, i mean bro i got high <laughs> for the first couple of times i smoked like like i smoked out of a can like i didn't even know how to roll i didn't even have no swishers no papers nothing <laughs> for sure i always ask people this and i don't know why but what kind of kid were you were you like a troublemaker were you like a good good kid were you an athlete like what 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 would you call yourself well, bro, I played soccer since I was young, but, like, I wasn't the best kid. You're a competitive yeah. person? Would you say you're competitive? Yeah, I'm competitive for sure. But, yeah, like, I wasn't the best kid for sure. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to have a son that was like me, bro. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> so you, gave, you put your parents through some hell. Uh, I got you. Oh, uh, bro. Yeah, bro, I'm still trying to make it up to them. <laughs> What um what was your first introduction to I guess you know growing cannabis or getting further into the cannabis game? Uh, you obviously well, smoked bro, in like seventh had, grade, but move us forward. Like I had family, you know, that did 
that did it. And but no one ever wanted to like give me a chance. No one ever like put me on with anything. So like when I was younger, like like I did some more negative things, you know, to get money. But I would always like save my money and I wouldn't be blowing it. So but one day, bro, me and my cousin started everything and we wanted to start growing, bro, get a growth spot but no one would put us on. So we, like, I had to buy a house and like, I was young as fuck, bro. So one of my, my older partners helped me buy the house and underneath the house, there was like a three foot crawl space. So we're like, fuck it, bro. We're going to make this work somehow. So like by hand with pickaxes and shovel, bro, we dug out the whole fucking crawl space to eight and a half foot ceilings. And bro, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, bro. I did the same exact shit in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> I did, I literally, like, I, I have some sort of, I don't know, connection to you with that. Cause I went under the crawl space with a pickaxe yeah. and shovel, some Shawshank Redemption shit with like, cause I didn't know yeah. where to throw the dirt. So I just throw it in five gallon buckets and then bring it back up. Yeah, the crawl space hole. It's, it's cause we did it with no permits, bro. So we had to dig all week. And on the weekends, we would, we would stack the dirt by the front. So every weekend we just do dump loads, but all weekend we'd be digging and digging and just dropping the dirt off like to the door and shit. I will say underground bro, rooms. Too, bro, like are... after you get like one foot down, it's hard ass clay. So, and we couldn't use a jackhammer or anything like that because, like I said, bro, like no permits. So, sure, the will to grow, man. Like you do what yeah. you gotta do. Like yeah, we were digging that bitch out for like three months. Like, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I say like, uh, wake up and we take shifts digging and shit like that. Hell yeah, it's dedication. Yeah, we were young, bro. We I fucking look back and I'm like, bro, I'm glad the fucking house didn't fall down like it cave in on us. I wonder the same thing about the house that I dug out in Montana because I just rented that bitch. I didn't own it. And I gave it, yeah. turned it back in, and I sealed up the grow or the crawl space hatch and I turned the keys back in and I was like, I hope to God no one goes down there or it doesn't like earthquake or flood or something, because like this house might just cave in on itself. But uh Bro, for sure. Like somebody kind of like kind of told us, bro, how to make it not kill us. Like where to support shit, but like <laughs> yeah, they just came one time and were like, "Yo, put uh, four by fours right here," and then we had to kind of fucking figure it out from there. <laughs> I say I don't recommend any of the listeners like dig they out their, their crawl space. crawl space to eight feet because you could seriously structurally fuck up your house and bro, that shit could cave in on your ass. You kill you exactly. Run. Yeah, but it does yeah. make a hell of a chilly grow room, you know, especially when it's hot outside, like. An underground grow room always has the best temps. So what, what did you guys start growing in this uh, kind of bunker Bro, that you built? The first thing we ever got was like some Hindu Kush clones. Nice. And then we started rocking with like the, like a, some family members were running some OGs that they got in 1998. So we was mostly growing OGs. Cause you know, like everyone wanted purple, bro, but Dude, she was hella easier on our end with the OGs, bro, just because people would eat them up quicker. And, like, you know, back then you could get a way higher ticket. Oh, yeah. In Oakland, bro, everyone growing, growing purpose. So, like, we grew that, like, I called it Vintage 98, bro, just because we got that cut in 98. So, yeah. 
you consider it to be like the original OG Kush? Or are we talking like a Bubba, pre-98 Bubba, bro, or just straight OG? Not a Bubba, bro. It was just a straight OG. But yes, like back then, we didn't even really know what OG was. It was that long ago. We right. from up here. So the cut was labeled Kush. So we just called it Kush. Yep. That's what I consider the original OG. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the there wasn't labeled, Kushes. Yeah. So the cut came labeled as just Kush. Like that's it. Oh, yeah. What other strains were you early, early growing or into when you were growing? Bro, fucking, before I started popping seeds, it was the Hindu. Bro, we grew purple still, like, obviously, because Oakland. <laughs> so we grow purples too. Uh, but we was growing a bunch of sour at one point. Sure. Yeah, so there's, you know, like the basically generic strains that would just, the show be gone stuff that you know that would move that makes perfect sense so yeah. being that you're from uh that area i think that uh you might kind of know this uh question right be able to answer this question like what uh how long has cookies been around for like i know it kind of got released or it was it has like the 09 animal name and like people know about it since like 09 but was it around before that the well here and there bro like it wasn't like real readily before it caught on crazy like it did like only like a select people group of people had it like you would it wasn't readily available like you can only get like little quantities or you could only get it here and there type shit and what a uh, year was that you think bro i i don't remember bro probably okay. like 2008 ish okay i can't give you like a for sure bro like to like before 2010, I only asked because I know somebody from the Bay. They also said that uh, they specifically said it's like it was known to have got out in 09, but it was around since like 04. Yeah, that 09 animals, because uh, that I believe that 09 animal was the cut that straight home was rocking. What's up? Yeah, bro, is that the dude Sear and then his boy Straight Flame? Yeah. Like that was the, the cut that they were rocking. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It was that 09 animal. Uh, let me shift yeah. gears a little bit and talk about S Deep East. For STR number eight and then Flame. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Bro, he's the one that gave me that cut too, the 09 animal. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to change gears a little bit and talk about uh, Deep East. So if you could take take us the evolution from... Obviously, you started out growing in the crawl space, but now you've kind of brought it to the legal market. Uh, can you kind of explain your evolution from how you got to where you are and a little bit more about what Deep East is in Oakland and in California? Yeah, it's... Well, but the neighborhood kind of like has like a bad reputation. It's like a lot of violence and stuff and a lot of crime. Like that's pretty much throughout California what we're kind of known for. And yeah, bro, when I started, it wasn't even no like company in mind, anything like that. So it was just, bro, trying to find a different, like a positive way to make just as much money is things I was doing before. Sure. Like, so your hustle, you like, your, your, the cannabis became your hustle. And then like, yeah, bro, that's like, that was like the softer route, like the, Right. The less volatile, the safer, safer route and all that. But uh, how did you guys end up in stores and all of, you know, kind of where oh, you yeah. are now? So after the first house, 
then like I said, but like I always used to save my money. So after the first house, I just kept stacking my money up. And then one of my boys had a warehouse on 71st. Like I could say 71st, bro, cause this shit's long gone, but he rented us that warehouse, gave us a chance. Cause like I said, we were young as fuck. So like no one really took us serious cause we were so young, but yeah, we threw t- uh, 32 lights in that warehouse. Mm-hmm. It was 24 lights in a veg. So, but we had the 16 lights, me and my cousin, and then the 32 two lights. And then, bro, we thought we were fucking <laughs> top of the world, bro. Like, ready to retire type shit. Like, that was huge for us, especially back then. Mm-hmm. Especially so young. And we just kept rocking, bro, and just kept stacking our dough. And then we got one more warehouse in the hundreds when we were young. And then we just kept it like that. And then that's when, like, uh, when I made my spot in the in the hundreds is when I made an Instagram. And, bro, I just put DEO Farms, bro, just because that shit fucking, that's just what it was. Does that stand for something? <laughs> yeah, like Deep East Oakland. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So as you can tell, like, all my spots were in the deep anyway, so I just named it that. And... Yeah, so like at first, you know, I started, like I was on the forums hella tough, like IC Mag, THC Farm and all that. So like I used to watch, like I used to be on Ivan's page hella tough back then, the Jack May offer. And I saw him like did that big ass uh, White Fire 43 Pheno hunt and that shit kind of influenced me like, yo, I want to pop seeds too and like make my own shit. So I went up to Seattle and I bought 12 packs of cookies and cream seeds from Exotic Genetics Mike. And then, bro, I went to like a million different dispensaries down in like SoCal, just scooping up every OG Rascal pack I could find. But it was hella hard to get those packs, bro, because you got to go to different dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Like I would be on the forums like asking like, yo, like who got the seeds now, this, this and that. And then, you know, someone would tell me, like, oh, this spot got two seeds. So I'd drive all the way to L.A. from Oakland to get, like, two packs of seeds. Yeah, like, and I collected about, like, 10, 11, 12, 13 packs, something like that. Like, and then I popped all the the white S1s, white fire seeds, and white master seeds. So, like, my first big pheno hunts were the cookies and cream. The white S1, the white fire OG, and the white master. So like those were my first like pretty big pheno hunts. That kind of answers one of my questions is you're known yeah. for large pheno hunts. Yeah, so. I've always done that, bro. Cause like I said, that's what I saw like like Jungle Boys did back then. Like they didn't a lot of people used to buy like 10 different strains and pop like a hundred seeds of like 10 different strains. And like I just saw the like the success of the 43 and i'm like bro like if you really dig into these lines deeper like you're gonna find like what you're looking for if the line has potential so that's kind of how i started just doing high volume seeds that makes perfect sense so um you're kind of known for i guess not kind of you are known for the rainbow sherbet or rs11 that was one of your phenos correct can you explain that hunt to us 
Yeah, bro. Those are probably the best seeds I ever bought, bro. So it was like the a chalice in like 2015 from uh, the third gen guys. I bought 12 packs of OZ Kush seeds. But them things were like 500 a pack. But yeah. I bought like 12. And I did a fat ass hunt, bro. In the number 40, Fino, bro, smelled and tasted like straight currants, like pink guava juice, bro. Like, dude, crazy. <laughs> so I took that and used that as a receiver. And I pollinated that with a male. The male was number 55. And I picked that male, bro, just because the structure reminded me of, of like, my white fire OG keepers. So I kept that male based off the structure and hit it to the the one that was like pink guava. So I basically like F2'd the OZ Kush line. So then, you know, I ran like a hundred of those seeds. I picked the uh, three good males from that line. And then I hit it to the Sunset Sherbert clone only. Mm -hmm. And that's how the original RS-11 line was started. So from that line, the RS-11 came out. So like that was Wizard Trees, Fino. The Studio 54 came out. Uh, Wizard Trees was rocking that one too. I kept the number 40, the 16, the seven. And the number 19 is the one that I called the Jelly Roll. Or I still call it that. <laughs> nice. So those were my, basically, my selections. So what made and when I did the F2s, like, so Zope is basically the F2 line from that. Okay. So, like, with the F2, I broke it into two different lines. The 16 line was more, you know, Studio 54-ish, kind of candy, sweeter. And the number seven line was more like OZ Kush leaning. So it was like gassier, like more gassy Skittles, like no, hardly any sherd. So yeah, I'm about to start popping to some of the, a bunch of the number seven F2 lines. So what made you want to release the uh, RS11 versus all the other strains that you've uh, ran in Fino Hunt? Like uh, you did the Manzana too, right? Yeah, bro, I got a, I got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, no, you got like uh, the Zob stuff and uh, you got the yeah, Y bro. stuff. Bro, I got so much shit just sitting, like just ready to get released. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this year, bro, it's going to be like, you know, 10 new strains, 10 new strains dropping. It's going to say, because I remember you telling me like there was a, you were definitely building hype up in the Bay plus other places around outside of uh, California where people were offering you, you know. So, you know, a decent amount for your genetics, but you just kept saying no. Like, was there a reason? Oh, for that's you? just what happens, bro. And now what happens <laughs> too is people make fucking like scam Instagrams, scam telegrams, and like pretend to be me. And or people like, and they'll pretend to be me, tell people to send them crypto, and they'll <laughs> give them whatever their prom whatever empty promise they're talking about, and then they steal from them and block them. Oh, yeah. It's pretty yeah. prevalent across the whole. That's what happens industry. now too. It's just a lot of people that sell clones just use my name to charge people like five, ten thousand dollars for clones, and it has nothing to do with me, bro. They just using the name to get over on people. The oldest, oldest story in 
mankind yeah, right there. Bro, that's, that's what I hear the most of, bro. Like, I hear that. I get DMs almost daily about that. Like, they bought fake cuts. They spent all this money. And can I verify this? Can I verify this cut? And I'm like, bro, like, sorry to tell you, bro, but it's... Well, since we have the opportunity with you here, let's tell, give everybody up, or let's give you the opportunity to tell everyone where how do you get the real shit from you or did or did or yeah but or in the future but yeah do you want to just like put it out there like what's the best yeah, way to get I your mean, shit bro, that rx11 drop was legitimate so i mean bro like i just keep all my stuff in house and grow it myself so if someone's claiming to sell it it's just it's not real <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yeah. they're just trying to you know squeeze squeeze some money out of someone but it's not just me, bro. They've been doing that shit for like forever. That's oh, like yeah. the oldest game in the book. Let's talk uh, about growing. And uh, well, first, let's talk about terps. What are your favorite terps or favorite strains? I mean, you grow a lot. You go through a lot of phenos. What What's it take to make it a keeper for you? Bro, right now, like I'm into like Skittles, but like gas, like a nice Skittles gas hybrids are my favorite. So like I'm choosing a bunch of new males where... You know they're gonna have like gas in them so like i'm just bro i'm not really fucking with any gelatos or lemon cherries or any of that stuff i'm more gearing up towards like my own lines and like i try to not do like where what everyone else is doing yeah you're here yeah. i like that yeah bro like i'm really trying to get some more gas potency into like the the zope line and shit like that that's what i'm focused on right now so is it called zope because of terp profile i'm assuming yeah bro that shit's like fucking like when it's grown right it's like skittles detergent bro like it's in your mouth bro for for a minute like i don't even know how it does that like that taste like stays stuck to your to your palate it's crazy shit lingers yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, so how do you grow? I mean, do you have any tips for the audience? Are you a soil guy, a hydro guy? Um, what's, what is your opinion, uh, best way, or how do you do it? Mm, I, like, but there's really no best way. Like, it's just whatever you're, whatever you're accustomed to. Like, I always tell people, bro, just to, like, stick to one thing and dial it in. Like, don't bounce all over the place. Cause you know, there's a lot of growers that want to try like every new product that want to switch their SOPs, like every run and say, like, bro, just give, like, just give it, just dial in what you got before you try to do all this extra stuff. I agree with like, that. Bro, you can't like, like people will try to do side by sides, but they don't use control groups. So it's like, you don't really know what's working or not. I agree with that too. Like, bro, you can't like try four new additives all at once and expect to know which one works. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Takes time. But you personally, I don't know. I'm trying to, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to, but do you guys grow in soil or you guys rock? No, it's two two gallon cocoa pots. Two gallon cocoa? Okay. Yeah, mesh pots. Do you have a nutrient line that you guys like to rock with or do you make your own or? What's your guys? Uh, I use uh, Wizard Tree salts, so like the MP Cali salts. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I use, and then I have like my proprietary foliar sprays. 
Gotcha. So like my drench is just basically an oxidizer, a descaling, like parasit uh, parasitic acid and my base. And like, that's it. And then all my additives are through foliar. Gotcha. Like once a week foliar. How big a facility are you rocking now? You obviously started with the 20 lighter, 24 lighter uh, or 30 lighter, but um, right now what have you grown up, into? Right now we uh firing up this rec spot. It's coming online, and by the summer, it should be like 150 or 200 lights, something like that. Hell yeah. Do you do smaller sections of rooms, or you just do the full one, like full big ass room? I, like, I prefer 50 light rooms, but I don't like going over that because it's just harder to fucking control your environment. There's fucking temp, temp differentials, little microclimates inside the rooms, especially once you're talking about big ass, like square rooms. It can be hard to keep everything like uniform. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, if there's a hot spot in your room, bro, like that, you know, that row might shrink more than the other rows. So you'll have one row drier than the other one. And if there's a colder spot in the room, you know, that shit's going to stay more damp and like it could just, well, it's just adds extra variables that kind of make it more difficult to like have perfect like cons like consistent runs sure it's hard yeah. people don't understand sometimes that like the bigger you get i've said this before on this program but i look at growing cannabis like a vector image it's like if it's not vectorized and you try to blow it up it's going to look like shit and when people yeah, blow yeah. up gardens get huge like they generally just look like shit but if you vectorize it meaning you know what the fuck you're doing and you can scale with the quality staying yeah. the same but that's you got to be you know Know yeah, what the fuck but it's like, unfortunately, like out here, but that's not even like a priority for these, a bunch yeah. of these corporate guys. Out here either, dude. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like most of these like mega facilities, like thousand, two, three, four thousand lighters. Like these are all like people with real estate backgrounds. So they're like they're developers. So they just look at all this shit like a regular real estate development type shit. If they could grow Blue Dream, they would just do that. Yeah, bro, like, and they don't understand that, bro, these spots don't operate themselves. Like, you can't just hire an hourly, like, a $100,000 a year sour, like, salary worker to run 2,000 lights for you. Like, yeah. I agree. I have a controversial question, um, it, meaning, like, I'm sure some of the listeners won't like it, but in my opinion... Oakland kind of pushes all the new hype shit. Like everything that's going to be hype across the world kind of is starting in Oakland over and over and over again. And like Oakland is sort of this hub where like super fire shit sort of comes out of there, starts out of there. I was like, do you have any opinion on that or why that's a thing? Do you agree, disagree? But why is Oakland this hot spot for super fire cannabis? I'd say it's more the Bay versus just the, the Oakland. Bay. Yeah, let's include the Bay instead of just Oakland. Uh, but I agree with that. Bro, I I don't know. It's just a lot of like the hype strains that are popular today, like originated here. But For sure. As far as like being a hub, bro, like I'd say LA is more of a hub, bro. Like people want to go to LA to shop. Like no one wants to come to Oakland to like purchase things. Like people don't like coming up here. And it's just like a, going back, like it's people will say that, oh, I'm not coming to Oakland, like I'll get robbed. So <laughs> it makes it kind of harder to do business up here because people 
rather go to LA and feel safer than come up here when we have like a worse reputation. Sure. But as far yeah. as those genetics, you think it's something about maybe, maybe that's something about it, the environment where it's, I don't know, well, a little a bit rougher. So you guys like, got to excel to, you know, do business, but there's yeah, legendary strains back to back to back coming out of there. It seems like, and yeah, but like, you know, a lot of those purples, you know, were coming down from Mendo. So a lot of, you know, Bay facilities have like ties from like the Hills up there too. But you know, up there, bro, they're mostly rocking like greenhouses and, and depths and we're doing outdoors and like, you know, it's all indoors here. Right. So, I mean, that could have been one of the reasons like due to being like the close proximity to like Humboldt, Mendo and all that shit. And that could probably have something to do with it. Yeah, I follow you. It's, it's like the first spot where a big indoor warehouses pop up, you know, from if you're coming down from NorCal. Yeah. It almost yeah, seems our, like our warehouses are, are tiny in comparison to like the LA warehouses. Like the LA warehouses are fucking massive, bro. Like it's just because we don't have it as much industrial zones up here and shit. So yeah. like we just don't have as much industrial space as like, you know, like a big thousand, a hundred thousand square foot, you know, warehouse down in LA. Like LA, like SoCal just has more industrial industrial space i feel like uh the genetics more say like uh skittles and gelato and cherry pies and wise and like all that stuff like it just seems like whatever is coming out of the bay just seems to be popular around the country and around the world like uh, like besides og that's all that i feel like la really pumped out but more of the flavors that are desired across the country just seems like they're leaking out of the bay area or just norcal in general yeah, bro, but LA, you got to remember too, like LA is like OG headquarters, bro. So for the longest time in LA, they only wanted OG. So people down there only grew OG. And, you know, it took a while for them to catch on with the gelatos and the cookies compared to up here. Yeah. Like what they consider now exotics, bro, like it took a while for that to spread to LA because they were just straight OGs. So... It's just up here, it's a different market, bro. Like, color's always been important, bro. Flavor's always been important. Like, and especially in Oakland, bro, like, color has always been, like, a primary factor of if people think a strain's good or not, is color. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, a lot of that color comes with, you know, your gelatos, your cookies, like, the purple Urkels, your granddaddies, like. It seems like Skittles is the exception. Yeah, Skittles. That's <laughs> yeah, like, uh, town, so. yeah, so like Skittles, bro, that's another one, like Mendo. Yeah. Like that came down from, from Mendo. So like they have crazy, like crazy like genetic vaults up there in Men Mendo that like because you know these people have been doing shit for like generations and generations. Yes, sir. Like a lot of those people up there, you know, they make, you know, they would breed for their next year crop. So, you know, they would really, they were really working lines for, for long periods of time. So like Mendo, Humboldt, like they really put in work when it comes into like genetics and strains and all that kind of stuff. Sure, and it has a trickle down effect down there. Yeah, for sure. 
So uh, besides your genetics, is there anything uh, that you desire out there? Because uh, you did say you ran through a bunch of cookies and cream stuff, and you ran through a bunch of other strains um, that weren't like Skittles, Terps. Are there anything besides Skittles that you're looking for when you are doing these large pheno hunts? Are you looking for stuff that washes well, that uh, yields good? Uh, what are your other criteria? Well, so far, I haven't really been on like the concentrate side of it. Like, Okay. I don't test shit for how it does rosin or anything in the future. I will, but yeah, bro. I was like, I got a bunch of different lines, bro. Like to the point where it's going to take me years just to even run through what I got. So, you know, I got like more Skittles, you know, lines, gassier lines, bro. Like Y lines, more cookie lines, like all banana, like a banana line. Mm, well, just a peach line. Like that's what I'm running now is a is a peach cross to Y Life BX One, and bro, I found two crazy ass keepers in that run. So how'd you get access to the Y Life to get it to BX One? If you don't mind me asking. All right, so this is dude named Ch- uh, Charlie TKO. Okay. This is my boy from Oregon. And he had a, like a collab project with, with Jigga and Shabinsky. So, you know, they dropped off a bunch of cuts, pollen and seeds to him. And, you know, he was growing all that stuff. And, you know, like as time went on, you know, it kind of fizzled out a little bit, but he he's the one that took the, what Jigga said was wildlife pollen mm-hmm. and he dusted the thin mint. And then he took that thin mint wildlife and dusted it again with the wildlife pollen. So making it a BX1. Okay. But you know, like pollen doesn't stay viable forever. So after that, it's kind of just like, mm. gotcha. so then I was able to take it further because uh, I met brother, like they said, was the creator of wildlife. His Instagram is wildlife three six five yeah and he gave me the clone only of the wildlife so i could continue the the breeding project yeah so like after the bx1 then i started hitting that back to the the clone only that he gave me so right now that lines at like bx4 and i think i'm gonna keep it right here like i got it to where i wanted it hell yeah it's a more pie thin mint huh did you select it to be more pie thin mint terps? Bro, I tried to select it to be dead on like the original clone only. Okay, yeah, I missed that. That's why it was like only. so hard, bro. Like, dude, there's so many fucking terp pro, like terps in that clone. It's insane, bro. Like that uh, instantly get, you get these became pies, bro. You get these crazy tropical flavors, like, bro. Like, you you get so much diversity out of that one one clone yeah i remember the first time i seen it was probably like 2013 and that was an instant like number one favorite after i seen it that first time so it's definitely unique definitely like yeah interested in seeing what else you got coming out of that wildlife uh, line yeah i was gonna say you mentioned all of those flavors that you're kind of working on all those different lines is anything standing out above the rest or something that you really want to work on or kind of what is next is it that peach anything getting released next well, the next ones getting released are probably the the wildlife zokes. Um, I got one called Centenario. That's it's 
like a kind of more like a YBX2 cross to RS11 Wildlife BX1. Like the newest one that I just barely selected are the Peach, Peach Wise. Um, where I got a crazy Gelato 41, Wildlife BX1. Or it's, it's a lot. <laughs> are you going to have somebody help you run through all this? Huh? You're going to have somebody help you run through all this? Because you did say it's going to take you a long time to run through all this. So you're going to do it by yourself? Or are you just going to keep doing it little by little? Little by little. Okay. Yeah. But my favorite so far are the, are the Zope Wildlife BX1s and the Zope Wildlife BX2s. So those are my favorites. Right on. And those ones are coming out like insane bro like there's one like passion fruit like slightly gassy zope but i'm trying to look at my list it's so much shit <laughs> i can't imagine <laughs> i remember that brief list i saw a while back that was definitely a nice one but uh yeah i'm all about terps over thc most people are about thc over terps but uh i like stuff that tastes yeah, but i don't really like i smoke it all so like I personally don't really care about THC percentage, but like a lot of people do. So you really have to take that into consideration. I know. Like you can't, bro, you, you can't make a selection if like the, on a phenol that's like under 20%, like it just won't and really. And everybody wants you. that deep purple, but it's like gas ain't purple and it's not gonna test high if it's really that purple. Yeah. I mean, bro, there's always like exceptions to the rules, but I mean, a lot of the straight Skittles does not test high. Yeah. Like a lot of the really terpy shit, really fruity shit just doesn't test high. That's all the shit I want. That's fine. I'll just smoke yeah. more to get high. Yeah. Hovers right yeah. under, <laughs> under 20, right? right no, no. 17, 17 to, 20, yeah. to 20, like somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, bro, I, I remember a lot of purples used to be like around 18%. Yeah. Like along those lines. But yeah, I mean, I go more for flavor and like smoke experience and all that than just straight numbers. Yes, sir. Yeah. I wish everybody. I mean, like, I do uh, test my keepers and all that, like, just just so I know. But I wish more people really saw it that I'm... way. Huh? I wish more people saw it that way in the commercial market, where it's like definitely terps over THC. Yeah, but like you know, that's like the people that fuck with me. Like, I got, like, a niche market. Like, the people that fuck with me, like, that's what they're into. Like, most of the people that I talk to that like my brand, they're kind of, like, more educated smokers. So, like, the little gimmicks and, like, or, you know, a lot of that shit doesn't really work on them. Like, they want actual substance. They want authenticity. Just got kind of so I just try to yeah, I just try to stay in my lane, bro, and just focus on like the people that made me popular and not try to like stray outside of that. Yeah, I'd rather a great smoking experience versus just getting high because I can always just get high. I want something that Yeah, that's what like I've always done. Like so Man has a recipe for success. Yeah. I think that's definitely gonna work. (laughs) Yeah. Right now I got one uh one final question for you. I appreciate you for coming on. Uh but uh I don't know why I want to ask you this, but uh, can you tell the audience something about yourself that they would never know or never guess about you? 
Damn. Uh, <laughs> putting you right on the spot there. Something that they would have no idea that you're that you were into or I don't know. And bro, a lot of people don't even know this is my brand. I try to Yeah, you keep it real low key. Bro, I got to like for like <laughs> it's not sweet up here, bro. Like it's better if nobody notices you. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. I know that feeling. Bro, yeah, a lot of people that I even grew up with don't even know this is like my brand or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope though. Yeah. That's one thing, bro. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Damn, you don't want to give me some direction? Like, that's like a broad-ass question. It is pretty broad. <laughs> I mean, you don't got to, like, say anything wild. Some fucking crazy food that you like that we that most people don't. I don't know. Mm, I mean... Some sort of, of music favorite, you listen to that no one would ever expect like, you listen to this music? Like, one of my favorite <laughs> foods is, like, birria. Um, music, bro, like... Typical Oakland Have shit, like listen to like trap music or like corridos, like the Mexican music. <laughs> uh, never did, no you never did any weird ass shit as a kid, like any weird sports. Right? You said soccer, but yeah, uh, yeah, but that's hella average here, bro. Like that's <laughs> yeah, everyone plays soccer. All right, I don't, know. I'm not, I don't have to fish that hard for it. I just figured maybe yeah. you had one it's hitting in your back pocket that you like <laughs> try to get the dirt well, out of me like thinking like hmm like, <laughs> i love like weird shit about me I'm like bro i'm not i don't know mm. i mean it's bro like really- i like plants since i was like six years old like you grow I was always, plants? Like, growing like helping my mom's little tomato garden and all that Word. or like i'd always if we went out like i'd always talk to the gardeners about like what plant is what like, I'd take little seeds and try to grow them in my room since I was little. I always liked, like, animals and plants, bro, like, since I was a kid. We'll take like, that. Like, I had iguanas, rep, like, boa, boa snakes, like. Oh, you're one of those guys, dude. Fuck that. I don't do snakes. <laughs> I had all that shit, bro. <laughs> you got anything else before we cut out, Cease? Uh, no, if anything, I think I got all my questions answered. Cool. Really appreciate you uh, coming on. If anything, it's pretty, uh. Hard to get in contact with you, but I definitely do appreciate your time here. Oh, good, bro. Yeah, my bad. Like no, I said, I do like all my work, bro. So like, I really don't got much free time. Like that's I why I don't go that. to a lot of these events, cause like, like I gotta get shit done every day. There's not many <laughs> events to go to anymore. Yes, sir. Yeah. I understand the working man. All right, dude. Yeah. I appreciate you for coming on once again. It is an honor to have you on the show. Um, we're one of few that you've ever appeared on. So thank you very much, yeah. dude. Oh, good, bro. I appreciate y'all for having me. Absolutely. Likewise. You have a good one. Thank you for your time. Oh, good, pop. Later. Later. There you have it. Uh, Dio Farms, uh, thanks for coming on the show. He doesn't really do podcasts or shows face, obviously, or you do public events. So that was kind of a big deal for us. I'm really stoked to have him come on the show. Thanks again for doing it. Yeah, the only time uh, you'll see him is uh, here and for smoke. But besides that, that's it. Yes, sir. Um, real quick, a quick announcement. I don't know why we saw the birthday cake on here. Um, yeah, quick announcement. Neptune Seeds, everybody. Uh, we just hit up Neptune with the fresh drop of all the new shit. Um, he has a lot of stock of like been sold out. Like We're actually running out of stock of a lot of stuff. So Neptune has a lot of shit that has been long sold out and... I don't know why that his stuff, he holds it usually for a while, and then he puts it up later. 
What's the website? Neptune's. I'm not even sure. NeptuneSeedCo.com. You got to Google it real fast. Sorry, I'm fucking that up. But he's got like four of them. But just Google Neptune Seeds. Neptune Seeds. Um, yeah, check it out. He's got tons of different Dark Horse stuff that's in stock that we've been sold out of for a while. So if you're looking for stuff, you might give a, give a gander over there. But yeah, go support Neptune. Also, I don't even know if I should say this because it's kind of fucking stupid, but my birthday's coming up in like a month. And we're also getting close to that 100 show number, which is a number that I never thought we'd actually get to. <laughs> but yeah, it's, we're fast approaching 100. And I, again, I don't know if I want to say this, but I have a weird like dream a desire, a burning deep desire to get a Google Play or a, a YouTube Play button. And the only way to get one is to get to 100,000 subs. And we are nowhere near that shit. So we're going to either have to make way better content, A, or B, I'm going to need everyone to sub and then sub from your wife's phone, sub from your girlfriend's phone, your kids' phones, your mom's phones. And uh, yeah, we'll do our part to make it better and make some more interesting content but uh i want one of those i want one of those more than i wanted like a cannabis cup we should make it so subs only are the only ones that are eligible to get the free stuff uh every week Ooh, i like that we might have to make it you have to be a sub to actually get that free shit that we toss out all the time yeah all right it might happen but you might want to get that sub button on youtube specifically um because yeah even my twitchers over there go ahead and throw me a sub over on youtube and smash that like button smash that like button and stuff but on the way out the door sees clones you want to say anything about clones before we get out of here yes seedbazaar.com slash premium if you want to get access to clones prices are going to be available there if anything you can contact me on the side i did not say anything out loud or anything like that but if anything definitely contact me on the side or if you're a premium member go and check it out if anything they will be uh, available there they'll be updated uh Pretty frequently, different varieties. Uh, they're pretty much going to range in rate, so they're going to go from, you know, pretty affordable all the way up to, holy shit, like, that's crazy. But, you know, price range just for everybody, I mean, based on quality. But, you know, not everything deserves the same price. Um, but there's going to be definitely something that you're interested in your price range. So definitely go and check out cbazaar.com slash premium. If you're not a member already, go and check it out. It's going to be nine ninety nine a month or nine ninety ninety nine ninety nine a year, right? Yes, sir. All right, and that gives you access to the clones that we have on the cbazaar.com slash premium. Again, a bunch of discounts, and there's probably going to be some changes. I don't know. Uh, talk to Dark Horse about that, but uh might be some more content or uh, just change the whole format of the Seed Bazaar. Try to keep it fresh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything to announce yet, but we're going to try to keep it fresh, keep it updated, keep it people engaged who are premium members. But yeah, I have I have fucking shit cooked up that I want to I want to unveil in time. But with that said, I appreciate everybody for watching, and everybody for hanging out week to week, and uh, yeah, we're out of this bitch. You got anything, Seas? Uh, nah, if anything, uh, go and have fun for me, go get high for me. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Caesar. Appreciate it, thank you very much. I'm gonna go and drop this uh, cbazaar.com slash premium link again in the <laughs> chat just to keep uh spamming it. It reminds me of that. Remember that forehead, that fucking the head on commercial? Yep, <laughs> head on or something. Head yeah. on, apply directly to yeah. the forehead. Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Once yeah. I keep saying cbazaar.com slash premium. You're going to want to go and sign up just because I kept saying it so much. But please go and sign up and uh, get some of these uh, clothes. If you're yeah, definitely and let's make some real traction towards my dream of a, of a YouTube play button. 100,000 subs. So we need real subage action. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Enjoy the soulful sounds of Stoned Ninja. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. On my shoulder today. Little gay parrot fish. 
sit on my shoulder today and make me a fried shrimpy dish with some soy sauce, baby. As the beat drops, super super fries, super fried egg roll, triple fried fried rice, triple fried rice, baby. Two for one egg roll, super triple fried rice, triple fried rice, baby. Don't forget the soy sauce, chan chan chan. There's my gay fish song, dudes. What? <laughs>